It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, there used to be a joke that rappers want to be ball players and ball, ball players, players want to be, be rappers. Yeah, I know that one. Sure. But what's also true is there is a... Not an, me, I'm too small. <laughs> Welcome in. Special episode of What's Right with Nick Wright podcast. This is episode number 16. This is our first episode that is not happening live from my living room. It is happening from Los Angeles, California, because this is our first episode where instead of my son, Demonze, being the co-host, we have a guest. Demonze is out, replaced with none other than arguably the best rapper alive, Lil Wayne. Wayne joins us now. The first thing I want to ask you is this. How did we become friends? Man, I think just from plain simple, just liking the show. So, okay, so then that leads me to my next question. When do you sleep? Uh, that's that's like a five-letter word, right? I'm trying to figure out. That's the five-letter, S-A-L-E, yeah. Yeah. I'm still trying to find and figure out what that one means. That, because my show starts at 7.30 in New York. Yeah. Which is 4.30, 4.30 out here. here. Yeah. And during football season, twice a week, you're texting me about something I said about the Packers or mm-hmm. something in one of the first two segments. So that's, it's before five in the morning. Yeah. And I assume, I don't think it's because you haven't gone to bed, but I also don't think you're getting up and immediately turn on the show. So what's a what's the day look like? No, so what happens is, that's studio time. 4.30, when I moved out here, it was perfect. Cause that's my, I'm always in the studio. Everyone's in the studio at that time. Your show, just all the shows that come on, I usually got to miss. Sometimes I got to miss a little bit of Speak for Yourself. Yeah. But you, Skip, Colin, y'all get watched all day. All day, while yeah. you're doing, so yeah. while you're doing it. The TV's on up there, the TV's on in the booth. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. So so that, you're, we were talking about this beforehand. You and I, you're a little bit older than me. We're almost the same age. You have been, you have been in the public eye for now more than 25 years. Mm-hmm. You were 12, mm-hmm. right? When Okay. Yeah. So I got a bunch of questions about that, and then we can talk sports. Why do you still do it? Plain and simple, um, insanity. Doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results every time. Okay. Plain and simple, but also, plain. I love what I do. It's, it's, never, it's never been a day of work for me. It's always been me getting to do my dream, living my dream out, so. Thank God every day and night. So there's there's a commercial. I don't know how good the commercial is. I think it's for like a crypto company, but it's LeBron talking to his young younger LeBron, Brian, his yeah, younger self. Yeah. So if you were able to talk to 12-year-old Wayne, 
you know, right around the time you invented the term bling bling. Yeah. What, what would you tell him? I was just telling him that, you know, I, I never ever once thought that as that when I was young, I never thought that this would ever stop or that I would ever stop. And so I probably would just tell him at that, 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 you know, keep doing you. It'll be wonderful. So the when we when I talk to athletes sometimes, like the truly great athletes, they were some of them, you know, were late bloomers, but mm -hmm. a lot of them, when they were seven years old, they knew. They knew. Yeah. And people around them were like, You're gonna You're gonna be and they, they were almost a little extra protected. The people had their back. Yeah. You're obviously from tough, tough place. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. And a lot of bullshit around you. Mm -hmm. And you're famous as a child. Yes. Before America knew you, when did you know or the people around you started saying to you, you're, you're going to be you. You're going to be this. So as a kid, as in what I mean by that, as in from five to seven, from that age, from age yeah. five to seven, I was already being woken. I was already being woken up in my waking up, however you want to call it, in my sleep at 11, 12 p.m., 12 a.m. to wake up, come perform, come do the Michael Jackson, or wake up and come do the scene that we watched today from Bill Cosby show, or come wake up and come do what Rudy did today on the Cosby. Really? Yeah, I was already put this wig on, put this sock on, and come do the Michael Jackson. and. This is for a living room full of people that's in their 40s. Okay. You know what I mean? Just do that and I just go back. I, I get candy or something from the fridge and I'm happy with that. I still gotta go to school the next day. So that right there already told me that, okay, you're, there's not a seven-year-old in this living room. I'm not performing. And, and also none of my seven-year-old friends would even want to see me do this. Right. You know, so that right there kind of gave me and I, uh, I kind of let me know that, yep. okay, because now when I'm going to school, and I'm talking about the things, uh, something I've heard in that living room. I'm noticing that I'm connecting with my teacher. Okay. And not my friends. You know, and I'm noticing that I have a real connection with the teacher. The teacher is literally calling me to the desk and we having real conversations. And so that right there told me, okay, you're going to probably be a little different. And of course, the teacher would tell me. Yeah. You know, you're a little different. You need to, they'll tell my mom. You know, they'll want to talk to my mom. You, he shouldn't walk home from school. Things like that. You know, like he shouldn't walk home from school. He's a little... You know, you got something here, you know what I mean? That type of thing. And then once I became a rapper with with Cash Money Records, yep. who was, by the way, they was already who they were before we signed the deal with Universal Records. Yep. New Orleans, we was, they, Cash Money was everything. And so just by them even giving me, paying attention to me, that meant something. And so once I was with them around 11, Juvie was the biggest rapper we had, yep. the biggest artist we had. Juvie was always, would always say, on any interview, any show, and then amongst each other, internal, Wayne's the best. Wayne's the guy. He's going to be the He's guy. Gonna... Yeah. So do you, now that you have the perspective of, you know, 25 years in the business, and you mentioned when I was a kid, and for you when you were a kid, five, six, seven years old, you probably stopped being a kid way younger than most people. Yeah. So do you, now that you're an adult, do you look back on it and say, I missed nothing? Not at all. How come? I think that, I mean, because every kid I can ask, every friend I can ask that did get to do the kid thing, I, they would have loved they to do what I was yeah. doing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. why do you think, so I've got a, I got three kids, but eight-year-old daughters are youngest. Yeah. And everyone says 
that she, we should put her, try to get her into some type of TV, or she's just very pretty and smart mm -hmm. and loves acting all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And she wants to, there's like an audition coming up in New York for some uh, Nickelodeon kid show. Mm -hmm. She wants to do it, and I won't let her do it. <laughs> uh, and it's because the, the success rate of people that are child stars mm -hmm. having successful adulthood, yeah, it it's like Justin Timberlake, LeBron James, Lil Wayne, <laughs> uh, a couple others, but most of them, even if they do have successful adulthood, they have some real dark times mm. or they peak at 15 and it's depressing as an adult. So what? why do you think you were able to kind of navigate that world to still be at the top of your field 25 years later? I would say, first of all, because it's music I mean, it isn't acting or nothing like that, it's music. Um, when you're being seen, as in, you know, acting, when you're being seen, people can, you know, it's a difference from being heard. It's, people can't get tired of seeing you. Oh, okay. You know, and get tired of, uh, not as in exhausted, as in I don't want to see you no more, yeah. but as in what are you doing now? What am I seeing now if I'm not seeing something different? Me as in music, I was always able to adjust. I would, some some artists don't do that. Some artists feel I was successful in what I was doing and the way I sound and the way I, I'm gonna keep doing that. And I was always able to adjust. I was always able to say, okay, this is what we doing now. I'm gonna do that and do it way better. Okay. And I mean, I think that's only a personal thing. And that would be that would be my personal reason of the reason why I was able to navigate. So the, and I'm not comparing my career to you, but what I think similar is, and what, what people, young people ask me like, hey, you know, I want to do what you do or whatever. The single biggest advantage I ever had was if you'd have met me at 10 years old, I'd have said, this is what I want to do. Mm. And having the, having the, exactly. knowing that if, if you know, it's hard to make, everyone has fork in the road moments, mm -hmm. right? And it's hard to know which way to choose if you don't know where you're trying to go. Exactly. But if you know that the destination for me has always been, there's, I, I want there to be one moment in time hopefully a long moment, but one moment in time where family feud style, you ask a hundred sports fans, who's the biggest sports personality in America, that I win that. Mm -hmm. Right now it's probably Skip, Stephen A, Colin, like those gotcha. guys have all had it. I've yeah. never had it. I'm, maybe I get there, maybe I won't. I always wonder if and when that happens, will that set, like will I then say, okay, got to the goal, move on, do something else. Mm -hmm. There is no doubt there has been multiple times throughout your career, biggest rapper in the world, and some would argue best rapper ever, total catalog. So I kind of asked this earlier, but I want to drill on it for a moment. What keeps you hungry in that? Because you have other passions. I yeah. know we're going to talk about it. You have a skate team, you're in yeah. fashion. We'll get into that. What keeps you hungry? Plain and simple. I've never, when I look in the mirror, I've never, you know, I've screamed it out since a kid. I'm the best rapper alive yet. Yeah. I've never in my life, never yet, never yet felt that I'm satisfied with what I'm able to do always want to get better always want to get better i am so happy this last past month you can ask any of my people close i've just found out how to really navigate the computer and work pro and that so that's so you think a, you're still you're not, you haven't plateaued you think you're oh, still getting better what yeah and hell yeah oh, oh yeah but definitely i mean i'm still doing seven features a week well when i the i had too many drinks one night 
This happened a few, about six weeks ago. And this is when I knew, I'm gonna be honest, this is when I knew <laughs> Wayne is my actual friend. Not just like, he, like we text about sports. I'd had a few too many cocktails, was in an Uber on the way back to the house with my lovely wife who's sitting right there. And it was right around the time you had retweeted her boutique, mm -hmm. which was an unbelievable moment for her. She just opened a boutique called Trentage in New York City. It was, I think it was around the same day or day after. And we're in the Uber and a Lil Wayne song comes on. Because I'd had a few cocktails, I'm like, you know what? I'm a FaceTime Wayne. <laughs> and I called you. And as soon as it started ringing, I was like, what the f am I doing? <laughs> and I hung up. And you called me right, right back, back. <laughs> right back. And I said, and I won't say who you were in the studio with, because I don't know if that's uh, you know confidential because that didn't come out yet. I but forgot. You, uh, I'll, I'll tell who you. Who was I in the studio? Can I say it? Yeah. Bleep it if it's not supposed to know. You were doing something with Nikki. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. OK, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're in the studio with Nikki doing, I don't know if it was a video or a song. And you called me right back. You're like, no, we're taking a break anyway. And I'm like, all right, first of all, it's 11 o'clock at night, wherever <laughs> it is. He's working. Second of all, called me back. And I was like, all right, so wait. And that's what led us you know, down this path. Mm. So. One more music thing, then we do sports. You know I'm a list guy. Mm -hmm. And in hip hop, obviously, there's the top five dead or alive. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you mine. Mm -hmm. And then are you comfortable giving me yours? Yeah. OK. Yeah. So mine would be, to me, there's four no doubters. And then the fifth one people will kill me for. You, Jay, Pac, and up until my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy, Kanye. That's, those are the four. Okay. And then if people really ask me who, for me, as far as enjoyment I've gotten from listening to music, T.I. is my fifth favorite. Got he doesn't it. have the, ca the catalog everyone has, nobody includes in the top five. Trap music to me is one of my favorite albums ever, so I always rep for him. For you, yeah. what's your top five? You, don't, you didn't have a big in your top five? Oh, so this is controversial. So, he <laughs> so here's the thing. I don't think he made enough music. I don't think, like, I, I do give a sports analogy of it. I and I the, and I, I respect that too. I, yeah. I think that, I that like I think he, the, you know he has two unbelievable albums. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about the greatest, and when he passed, he obviously was top five. Mm -hmm. But you hadn't made mute. You know what I mean? You were exactly. just on the scene. Yeah. Jay Z has released eight albums <laughs> since then that are outstanding. <laughs> I think my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is from start to finish as good as a hip hop album as I've ever heard. Yeah. And again, I understand people are like Nick, you have T.I. over Biggie. I just love the love his his album so much. So for you. I got, for me, is always going to be first Missy Elliott. Wow. Yeah, that was she's okay. a huge influence of everything I've ever done. Okay. Jay-Z is the best to ever even speak. And uh, Biggie, obviously. Biggie, then um, I have uh, I have the whole as a whole I have Goody Mob. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then I have UGK. UGK. Yeah. Okay, but so you don't have yourself. Oh uh, no, you I can't have... touch them guys. <laughs> okay, so listen, that's very humble of you. I believe that you believe that. I would never put myself in the li in my list. Really? Yeah, really. Quick break, right back with more with me and Lil Wayne. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience 
and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Well, that, that, that listen, we're not, we don't have to get super deep introspective on this, but that another common thread of super successful people that I have met is most, if I can include myself in this, most of us have yeah. a bit of a fraud complex which is the a bit of a people are going to find me out i'm not as good as what people say <laughs> there's a bit of a like other people view you as more successful than you necessarily view yourself which keeps you i think i think tom brady has it i think there's no reason tom brady should still be playing, should be football, playing football but he's still <laughs> i think he's still motivated by where he was where he was drafted. All right, so let's. So you and I first talked sports. Was about football. Mm-hmm. You've told people this before, but quickly, how did you become a Packers fan? Packers fan. Packers won a Super Bowl in New Orleans. I think it was like '96. They won a Super Bowl. My dad. It was just the biggest thing to do if you were in New Orleans. My dad. Uh, he's passed, but he knows nothing. Uh, knew nothing about football. He didn't know what a nothing but what the, he knew nothing but Saints. Okay. But Super Bowl was in New Orleans. If you thought you had some money, you had to go to the Super Bowl. My dad went to the Super Bowl, came back home with Packers everything, towels, cups. And when you're from the hood, those aren't souvenirs. You know, you don't put those towels and cups up. You actually use them. Use them. Yeah. So every day I'm drinking out the <laughs> Packers cups. I'm <laughs> taking showers with Packers towels and wearing Packers robes and stuff like that. So they became my favorite team. So and Matt Madden came out that year, and I think Brett was Brett, on the Brett was on the cup. cover. Yeah. But so if it's reasonable to say that if that '96 NFC Championship game, which I think was Niners Packers, mm, it was uh, that if the Niners had won. And they were in that game. You might be a Niners. Fan. I don't know if it was Niners Packers because they both NFC. That NFC Championship game. That was a championship. No, in, not the Super Bowl. It would have been. No, no, no. The the Super Bowl was Packers Patriots. Yeah. Because Desmond. So you saying if the I'm Niners saying would have came, if the Niners would have come came. out of the suit, come yeah. out of the NFC to the Super Bowl and yeah. the Packers. You'd the, be a the whole fan. New Orleans was already Niners fans. Oh. Yeah, because no one from and I, I swear I hate I hate these new fans, oh. these new New Orleans Saints fans because they know, they never. It was, you get beat up for being a Saints fan when I was growing up. My mama bought me a Saints starter jacket. Yeah. I cried. Because <laughs> you couldn't wear it? No, nah, you bought me a Saints starter jacket? When, uh, and, and guess what? She had to go back and get me the next Christmas. A 49ers. 49ers. Yeah. A 49ers. And that was back, man, mid-90s. Starter jackets. The, on the news, they would on the news they were telling your parents don't wear them. Don't let your kid if you have a starter jacket for your kids. Either don't let them walk home from school with yep. it, 
or either make sure you go pick your kid up at from make sure your kid stand behind the gate and not outside the gate of school with the starter jacket on. Yeah. I, I remember she was like, I was like, man, nobody ain't gonna take this one. <laughs> no, nobody, I mean, it would, it can, nobody ain't gonna take this the same starter. Nobody <laughs> gonna care about this. Shit. So yeah, so to all the people that was saying that they Saints fans now, I love it's all good, but that ain't start to Drew Brees got there. Right, and yeah. which is the and there was a moment in time where people didn't know if the Saints was going. We're gonna be able to survive yeah, exactly. post Katrina, yeah, exactly. And then Drew Brees obviously gave me 15 years yeah. of greatness. Yeah. So, so, so nobody can give you shit for not being a Saints fan. Oh no, because they. Oh no, because they all know they they remember that they they weren't Saints. My 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 era my my era of people we came up. You know what I mean? Us we came up and it was just that was a that was that was roasting you. You're, you know what I mean? You look like a, you're a Saints fan. You got no Saints colors or something. That was roasting you. Okay. Uh, and before us, y'all wore bags on y'all heads at the game, and y'all called them the Aints. Yep. You know what I mean? So I don't know where now I can understand the new group. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's fine. But yeah, but they all understand why I'm not a Saints fan. Okay, so I'm obviously a Chiefs fan. You and I, our teams have something in common, in <laughs> addition to the fact that you and I have a standing Super Bowl wager yeah. of $5,000 Packers Chiefs. We thought it was going to happen two years ago. You guys <laughs> fell short. We thought it was going to happen this year. We both fell short. Yeah. But now we have a different commonality, which is we both traded away our number one wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. When you heard Devontae got traded, what were you thinking? The first thing I thought about was there. I thought about Carr and the connection. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fresno. Yeah, I already knew that's what it had a lot to do with that. Yep. Yeah, already. That's the first thing I thought. But then I also thought I was like, you know, first thing you think about what about the I thought you and A Rod had yeah. a, a deeper connection. Yep. You know what I mean? So I want the first I want to hear what A Rod had to say. And, and so now that now that he's at least talked a little bit on it, you good with it? I'm good with it because I know that we just the team in general, we make the most out of who we like the Patriots. We make the most out of who line up. Yep. So no, I feel uh, I felt similar about Tyreek. Team needed to get better on defense. Now, as far as Tyreek, I wouldn't have. I mean, I wouldn't have felt. You know, I felt like y'all, y'all, y'all so cold, man. Y'all don't, y'all make, y'all don't need a Tyreek. Y'all, you know what I mean? That's, That's kind of how I. I feel like yeah. the offense is gonna be great as long as Mahomes is healthy. Yeah. You have good offensive line. The offense should be able to score thirty points. Got to be able to get yeah. some stops on defense. So I was fine. I was fine with them. Since they use those draft picks on defensive exactly. players and, yeah. did, and did what they need to do there. All right, I want to go to basketball for a minute here, because speaking of these wagers, you did, you did bully me a bit. I'm not gonna lie, via <laughs> text. So I have gone out on a limb and picked the Mavs to beat the Suns. They are okay. I picked the Mavs. We can get into that in a moment. Where do I look? But the, <laughs> okay. However, that is, and I'm a gambler. If I make that bet be a bookmaking outlet, get like two and a half to one. So if I have it a thousand bucks, you win twenty five hundred, something like that. Wayne texts me. He's like, I got the Suns, you got the Mavs, same five thousand. I'm like, man. <laughs> so I text him back. I'm like, are you giving me odds? And this guy says, I'll give you odds at ten thousand, but at five thousand, it's got to be straight up. And I'm like, this guy really made me fold my hands. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't have the financial stability you have in this regard. So are you a Suns fan or just a Chris Paul fan, or what's the story there? I'm a CP fan first because, you know, he started in, uh, in New, New Orleans, Orleans of and course. I had season tickets, and me and CP became brothers. Yeah. CP is one of the greatest human beings on planet Earth. Forget basketball. That guy is just one of the – he been over backwards. So if you become a part of his – Circle? Not, you, you know, what I mean, just a part of his – you know, he, he loves you. Okay. You know, you, that guy bends over backwards for you. Just plain and simple. He's just a great guy. 
And so just from that point on, I was always a fan, no matter where he went, I became a fan of that team. But then that team, the Suns team, is totally different. He's FaceTiming me after games, after oh, wins, wow. and they all, you know, you could tell, CP don't do that. I've been knowing CP obviously his whole career, you know, FaceTime me after no win. They making him do that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. younger generation, younger gen they're so and, you excited. Know, they, we, you know, and they, so I became obviously a fan, a total fan of the whole team. I think they just FaceTimed me recently. I, I said Devin Booker's name in some, in a, I think in someone's, uh, I think a Lotto, she has a song. I, I said his name. I didn't even know I said, I just be saying whatever rhymes. I didn't know I said his name, but they FaceTimed me right out. I mean, right after the win. And he was just letting me hear it, like, uh, he so, like, thank you, man. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> so I want to ask you about that, actually. We'll get back to the Suns in these playoffs in a minute. The it, the list of athletes who you've name-dropped in songs, too long to go through. Yeah, exactly. But when you do it, like, I assume now you realize it, but, like, do you, how often do guys reach out to you like that, that it was a bigger moment for them Damn. than you even considered when you did I got a perfect example. Recently, it was this year. Calipari, Cal, yeah. Cal hit me with one of the message. You know, his message was so, so, so serious and so real. So I had to make sure that that's what he was talking about. That I did. You know, I was like, like, is that what he's teaching? I'm like, is he talking about me saying his name in a song? Because his message was like, you don't know what it did for me. Oh. Yeah, he's like, you don't know what that's done or what that what that's done for me. But that's done for the people, you know what I mean? From a, I think he was, it was brought to him by a family member, probably someone, obviously someone probably younger, that probably made them connect when he was like, you don't know what that's so like, I really, really appreciate that. Well, especially, you're talking about John Calipari, yeah. right? the coach. Mm -hmm. So he's in the business of finding connection points you know, to 16 I, and 17-year-olds. And so there's that, that, that gives him some maybe credibility mm -hmm. he wouldn't otherwise have yeah. that you're mentioning him. I felt, I think it was, so there's new, relatively new songs, Scared Money, with J. Cole, uh, YG, and I forget even who the third person is. But regardless, they, it's the first song I ever heard my guy Luka Doncic's name said in. I'm okay. like, oh, like that's a crossover moment for him. For like Luka. It, it, to, yeah. For Luka yeah. to be able to be, to be in, the, in the music. Have you ever had somebody that you, other, that you were a fan of that you hadn't met that you mentioned and that it created a connection? I think it was, I want to say, um, I think I want to say that it would be uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury? Yeah. Oh. Tyson Fury, yeah. He's a, he, I, think I, I think I may have said his name. Said. Yeah, and he was, he, since then he's been, and he's a very, very, very religious type of, you know I mean? He prays for you and lets you know he's pretty, he's a really one of, another one of those good, good guys. And he's from... You know, over in England. No way. Yeah. But if, and like very tough upbringing. Oh, I already know. Like yeah. you know, there's, which is I always figured. I don't know that I can't prove this, but one of a lot of people. You know, there used to be a joke that rappers want to be ball players and ball, ball players, players want to be, be rappers. Yeah, I know that one. Sure, but what's also true is there is a. Not an, me. I'm too small. <laughs> well, that's all right. Uh, th there's a connectivity through the shared struggle of youth. Yeah. For a lot of exactly a lot of NBA guys, mm -hmm. some NFL guys, and guys in the hip hop game, where listen, some guys came up super comfortable, but most of them you had to fight and claw exactly. for all of it. And yeah. once you got there, got there yeah. it's good to see people that were through a similar thing. 
So that brings me to a different question I had, which is the responsibility you feel. It, not just for like your generation of music that is, you know, I have a buddy who's in uh, alternative rock. Gotcha. He's on the radio. Mm. Uh, my buddy Lazlo. And he's, say, and he's now a little, some people would say he's too old to be like an alt-rock DJ. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he said, as long as Dave Grohl is still making records, mm -hmm. I can still be on the radio. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he, he came up, when I came up, he's still making records. You, you are, there's not many people left still making records that started making records when you did. And a lot of the guys who are, it's... You know they are into a in sports we would say a different phase of their career. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, so closing up now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for you, the responsibility not only to your fans but to your generation of artists to still be at the top of your game. Like, do you do you feel that? What does I that definitely mean? Definitely do. I feel that just plain and simple. By uh, I've I've always felt that when I by when I got when I started my own record when I had Young Money and yeah. I had Nicki and Drake and it was just Onika and Aubrey. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I've always felt that I have to stay current. I have to stay current. I have to stay cool. I have to stay all that because I want them to see and I want them to know what it what, what it takes and I want them to know that, okay, I don't want them to ever get comfortable because I know for a fact you're going to be successful, more successful than me because that's my, that's my goal. But I don't want you to get there and get comfortable. I want you to see how I'm never comfortable. What, what did you see in Drake? Just playing the, the once he started, uh, they you know he was brought to me by check this guy out he could rap he's from Canada and all that so that right there was already just interesting and when I heard what he always what I loved about Drake was when I the first first time I heard him there was nothing about every every song I heard there was nothing about you know harming no one you know what I mean there was yeah. nothing about there was nothing nothing on there try to to try to sound hard and I was like this dude just made me love. I was like, he could have literally rapped about him eating cereal in the morning and going going to a corner store at at twelve. What he ate for? I was like, he made it sound cooler than what I'm I'm talking about. And that right, that struck me right there. I was like, so I need this guy. I was like, he could talk about it. And then what happened was a hook came on on one of his songs. I was like, that's a nice little hook. I was like, who's that on the hook? I was like, that's him. And I was like, the person on the hook is singing. Dude, you know what's so funny? So me and Oh gosh, Danielle, shout out the name of the song you remember. One of me and my wife's first songs is a Drake song where he raps in the beginning, or he raps the whole thing, but the chorus is singing. Mm -hmm. And it was one of, Baby, You're the Best, Baby, You're My Everything, yeah. that song. And man, I'd listened to the song with her for probably nine months before I knew <laughs> that, that, was that, it. It was Drake, exactly. that it was Drake doing both parts, that mm -hmm. I thought it was two different people. Yeah. All right, what about Nikki? What, what made you want to be in business with her? Plain and simple, Nikki was already, when I was starting this late, when I had my label, I was already, I already knew, I want someone from New York. Like plain and simple rap, I love New York, rap comes from New York, I need someone. Never knew it would be a female. Yep. You know, and when she was, she was bought, when I seen her and she's spitting, she killed everything. She killed every person I had heard, who I was trying to hear, who I was, whatever I did, whatever you want to call it, auditioning, I'm shopping. She killed all that, and I was like, that's, it made noise. She, it was hands down, and she's a part of the team. Quick break, step aside just for a second, come right back with a little bit more with me and Lil Wayne. All right, so speaking of New York, just the other night was the Met Gala. 
and I know you're in the fashion world. I was, I it was when I actually, when I text you to see if you come on the podcast, I was like, you might be going to the Met Gala. You didn't go. Have you ever been? Never. Why not? I've never been invited to the Met Gala. Oh, I feel like you just get to show up. I feel no. like people like oh, me no, need an to, invite. No. I feel like if you show up in your dress, you get to go. No. Uh, I mean, if, if, oh, who's that? like if oh, Odell gets to go? Like I feel like you. you Odell's a, a bit more into fashion than I am. But so, but the I feel like that's still some uh, world you're interested in. Am I making that up? Oh uh, no, not at all. Not at all. I have my own line. I have yeah. A, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I was. This is my me asking you to tell the audience about your fashion line. So my line is I have a few. Okay. I have a few of them. Um, the line I'm starting right now is called Me. Okay. It's plain and simple, M-E. And then I have a few more. And then also, if you go on my Instagram, you'll find out that I only follow one person. And that would be the beautiful Miss Taylor Biggs. And she's this little, beautiful, little, talented little girl. But if you go into her page, you'll see how much she's into fashion. Okay. And she may, she probably was at the Gala unless she had school or something, but... Yeah, but she does. She's all she. She did Fashion Week. She's she. She was the only person on the red carpet doing interviews that all the, all the models come to because okay. just because of how small and beautiful she is, she creates on everything. Yeah. And right now, when it comes to fashion, she's who I'm. She's, she's everything about her right now. Okay. And yeah. so with the when your line me comes out, yeah, I happen to have a connection to an up and coming boutique in Harlem that yeah. I'm sure would love to feature oh, some of your items. Trust me, I would. I was gonna call you first. Okay, yeah. perfect. There we <laughs> yeah. go. So that'll be great. And then there's one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, which is a world I know nothing about. But you have a skate team. Mm -hmm. It's called Squad, but mm -hmm. it's spelled with a V instead of a U. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um. But so what, why'd you get into it? Tell me about it. So I was watching this show. It was a show called Camp Woodward. There's a place called Camp Woodward. And it was just a, like a reality show about the place. So I started, you know, you just get into a show. You start watching it every day, watching it every day. And they had a kid on there named Alex Midler. Okay. And he was a kid then. He was skating. I was still like having the time. And I was like, he's having the time in his life. I want to try it. And by me watching the show every day, Start feeling like you know you start feeling I could do that, and I want to do that. I like calling my homie like yeah, I want a skate park, put it on a roof. I had a big roof in, in my house in Miami, the house I'm not not the house I'm living in now, the house before I was living in, had a big ass roof. I was like man, put a skate park on the roof. That's because I knew had no idea what skating was. <laughs> so you know, so yeah. I was like put her, I want a ramp. It seems dangerous. Not knowing that <laughs> crazy, <laughs> not knowing that skating obviously has different styles yeah of course and so i just only knew sean white and tony hawk yeah i know them from skating the ramp so with that said i learned how to skate all three styles because oh, i didn't wow. know that it all took that it also i learned how to skate that's vert yep so i learned how to skate vert and then i got tired of that called the same guy like yeah i want to do something else like i'm tired of watching alex jump off of stairs and stuff i need some stairs and some rails and so he built me he built me the whole, the whole, the thing. whole thing so because therefore you're skating ramps and then you're also skating street, yep. which would be stairs and railings and all that. And so obviously it rains too much in Miami. And so that's when I called him and was like, I need an indoor park. So once I got the indoor park, he put everything in there. So I learned how to skate the bowls, the pools and all that type of stuff. And now I'm, I couldn't- You're into it. Yeah, now I'm into it. And the guy that taught me, he was from New York, Adam Z. I went online back then and just was like, man, I need how to skate. <laughs> you know, like I need to learn some more than what I'm learning by myself. The guy that was building the park, he's just watching me on the skateboard one day. You know, I'm standing on the skate as he's building. He came over there, he was like, you, you was just joking, right? I was like, what you mean? 
He's like, no, when you was on the skateboard, just not you was playing around or something. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, that's how you skate? I was like, I can't skate. I'm learning. He was like, what are you, why am I building this? <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. He was like, you can't skate. And we build, he's like, I'm building, like, this is professional. I'm like, I know, I'm going to learn all that. And he was like, so he would come an hour before he would start learning how to, he would start building and start teaching me a little few things. He would make me put on helmet, everything. I hope so. Yeah. He would make me do 25 different angles and push me into the ramp so I could fall 25 different ways. So you learn how to fall? First. And yeah. He was like, I'm going to teach you how to fall. I'm not trying to teach you how to skate. He would also remind me, I'm going to push you 25 ways. By the end of this, I'm probably going to be able to push you 25,000 ways. I want you to understand something. When you start skating, you're not going to fall not one of these ways. I'm like, what? Like, I'm just teaching you how to fall. So when I went online, I found a guy named Adam Z in New York who was just, he was just filming himself like, you know, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. We got in touch with the guy. Yeah, we got Lil Wayne trying to skate, man. He's really serious about this. Do you mind teaching him? He was like, man, I ain't got nothing else to do. We moved him to Miami. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we moved him to Miami. And that's how I really got learned it. how to skate because he was there every day with me, taught me how to do everything. He knew it, you know what I mean? And that was that. And he passed recently from cancer. But when he did, I told you, you know, I would never put a board down after that. I would never put the board down just because, you know what I mean? That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're short on time. There's one last thing I want to say. It's a question, but it's also uh, saying it because of how much I think you mean to the sports community, music community. I, th I think I saw you do an interview. Was it a 60 Minutes interview a long time ago? Katie Couric. Katie Couric. Shout out Katie. And <laughs> I was like, I mean, this is probably 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember where I was. I was at my buddy Turk McBride's house. He used to play for the Chiefs. He now lives in California, businessman now. And I watched the interview online. And I was like, oh, this guy's a genius. <laughs> Thank you. No, but like it, it, and people don't necessarily always get that with things. But like, I was like, oh, he is, he's operating on a different level on, in his space. Mm -hmm. And with that comes the responsibility that, you know what I mean? To the community, to mm -hmm. the culture, to all of it. Are you taking care of yourself? Of course. You are? I have to. Okay. Yeah. People people who people who don't know you yeah. love you and care about you and worry about In you. In a different way. And people who yeah. do know you do. So you're taking care of yourself? Yeah, I have to. Appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thank you. I really appreciate real. you doing this, bro. Nah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Man. Thank you. For this real, is an real. absolute joy and an honor for Likewise, me. Likewise, man. Thank you. I've always wanted to talk, man. Always. That's great. I and by the way, it. that um son's bet is not gonna happen. I like your chance. <laughs> you already know the people about to wash them, at bro. They got he, they so focused. I don't see they're focused. They focus. I and I pick Luca, but I I'd hey, be Luca happy for help. CP. Luca need I, help. And CP needs a ring. Luca, you already man. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if he's gonna. I don't even know if he'll come back if he get that ring. Yeah, he's, it would make sense. Man, that man, he's they, they so focused. And then you know him and Monty been together. Yeah, come back Monty to New was Orleans. There. I know Monty for it was him, Monty, and that ref, the referee, man. Scott Foster. Nah, not oh. Scott, the referee, the ball head ref who be who strong. 
I think oh. his name like Mark something. Oh, I don't even know. Mark Davis or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, him. They, he's all, still around. All three of us. Yeah, we was all, I, I know him. They, it was all, it would be all three of us. Oh, for real? Yeah. That was back when David West. David West. All those I, yeah, David Tyson, West. Tyson it would be David West. Yeah. Yeah, whole nine. Back then. Well, this is great. I think we'd take a couple pictures and get out of here. Man, let's do it. All right, there's today's show. I'd say it was success. First ever show with a guest. It was Lil Wayne. We have to now get a better guest next. So, I'm not really sure where that leaves us, but we'll, you know, we'll do our best there. Otherwise, we'll be back to the regular schedule with programming next week with Demonze back in the co-host seat. And this Sunday, remember, special episodes of the 50 Greatest Players of the Last 50 Years on the What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. So check that out as we are moving into the top 30 and top 35 players of the last 50 years in the NBA. All of that on What's Right with Nick Wright.